home building and remodeling show. Let's go. Welcome everybody to the home building and remodeling show. My name is Chris Kirby and I'll be your host. I am the owner of three construction companies on the Alabama Gulf Coast. The show is about residential construction. We're going to cover topics of home building and remodeling. Are you thinking of doing a remodel or building a home? Are you a contractor looking to improve your knowledge base or grow your business? Have you ever done a remodel project or built a home? There were so many things you wish you knew or that you could have done differently during the process. Then this show is for you. We break down the process of building and remodeling and how to have the best results during your project. Whether you're a DIYer looking for tips, someone looking to hire a contractor to do a project, or a contractor looking to expand your knowledge base or your business. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you. Stay tuned. We kick off the show with my thoughts on home building and remodeling. I'll share best practices and talk about some of our experiences in business and out in the field. These shared thoughts and lessons learned are meant to help you on your very own journey. Let's go. Over the next few episodes, we're also going to be discussing what I call the separators. The separators are things that you do in your construction company or in your contracting business that separates you from your competition. I'm going to list and go in depth on some of the things that we've done. Again, it's just discussing best practices. This stuff has continued to work for us and has paid dividends and has won us jobs. And those are the things that I call the separators. And so I'll jump right in and we'll start talking about why are the separators important? So when people are calling around or looking around to get a home built or get a remodel job done, first they got to find you and we'll get into marketing. Again, that's a whole a whole separator that I could spend an entire episode on. But so if they found you, then you're out there. That means you've, you've, you've done something. Word of mouth referral or they found you online, whatever it is, you've done something. So they found you. Now it's winning the job. So typically you're going to go on an estimate and you're going to meet with the client and they're going to want to know who you are, what you're about, what work you've performed, and then they're going to talk about their specific needs. And and most of the time in that order, some of them, they are not going to have time to make a lot of small talk and it may just be a very quick directly about the job. But I would say most times you're going to have the ability to sit and talk with them and and kind of peel back the onion and figure out what they need, what they're looking for. And it's a two-way street when you're interviewing and talking with clients. Again, uh, I've said it in the past, go with your gut on that as well. But the separators and differentiators are what I want to talk about and why they're important. Again, it's because when they're talking to multiple builders, when they're talking to multiple remodelers, figuring out who they want to go with, budget plays a portion but it's all the other stuff too that that matters to them. And sometimes, maybe even most times, even more, the separators matter. What you do differently and what makes you unique, right? So when you look across the board, there is a base level that all remodel projects have to have done. There is a base level that all home builds have to have done. If you are a home builder, you're going to build a home. 
what makes you different? If you are a contractor or remodeler, you're going to do projects. Well, what makes you different? Why should they select you over your competition? So that's what I'm talking about today. I'm going to talk about things that we've done. Now, there, there's a whole lot that we've done over our journey in construction, a lot of the lessons learned and different things that have worked for us. There are other companies out there that may do things differently, may do them better. We are always evolving our processes uh, to continue to be innovative and to work on best practices and work on lessons learned. So we've changed things tons and tons and tons over time and we'll continue to do that because that's just our philosophy. We gotta continue to evolve with the market and with the clients that we're working with. One of the first things that you can do as an individual contractor or a business is get yourself a logo. If you're a business, you, you wanna have something that you can put on a business card other than your typewritten name. Now, if you don't have a logo, fine. You still need a business card. So. Buy some folders from Walmart and get yourself some decals made. And what I mean, uh, we have some small circle decals with our with our logo on them, and it has a the hashtag Kirby Custom. Hashtags are huge this, these days in marketing. And so anyway, it has our company name, it has our logo, and it has the hashtag Kirby Custom. And it's in a small circle decal, and we got like five hundred for super cheap. It may be, you know, a quarter or something like that per. Spend that little bit of money. So buy the folders. Folders are cheap, 15, 20, 30 cents, whatever they are. Buy a ton of those. Buy a ton of the decals. Slap the decal on the folder. And now you have something when you're going out on an estimate as a home builder or as a contractor or modeler, you have something that you can hand the client, right? Well, there's nothing in it. We're going to get into that. Inside of the folder, inside of our folder, we have first the business card I talked about. You want to have a business card. You want to keep your business card on you at all times uh, to make sure have them in your vehicle, have them at your office, have them at home. Just you never know when you're going to want to give somebody a business card. They have the, the digital ones now and you, you can touch phones and uh, they transfer contact cards or whatever they are. But for me personally, I still uh, prefer a, a hard, tangible business card to be able to hand out to somebody. They don't have to be fancy at first, so don't get overwhelmed. I don't care if you cut them out of a sheet of paper, just anything. Uh, cardstock, probably not a sheet of paper, but anything you can do to get that business card made. And, and at first buy one of the cheap logo. We did. We went on to, I, I don't know what the website was called and designed a cheap logo. And uh, I eventually, after maybe a year of using it, I was driving on the highway, not even 20 miles from from our company. And I saw the exact same sign with logo uh, attached to another construction company's name and with the exact same colors. And, and that was at the point that I, I said, okay, we need a new logo. And I actually paid somebody to design one. But anyway, it doesn't matter if you have one or not. Uh, if you can't afford to go online and get one of the, the, the cheap variation um, logos, that's fine. Just put your name, put your information and, and get a business card out there for you to hand out to people. And it needs to say what services you provide. Chris Kirby, Kirby Custom Renovations, Kitchen, Bathroom, Home Additions. That simple. Here's my phone number. Here's my email. Got it. You've got a business card now. So 
put the business card in the folder. And then the other thing that we did, which has been hugely beneficial, is we have a sheet of paper, my card stock again, where I opened up Word and I just typed up all of the pertinent information about myself and our company. And that includes licenses, awards, about us section, any of that information that you can put in front of the client. You know, you're not going to sit there and read read to them while you're on an estimate. Again, it may be a very quick interaction. You may be there for pictures and measurements. Well, if they're in a hurry or you're doing an estimate on their lunch break, you need to be able to make an impression. And, and one way that we found was leaving them a folder with our information in it. It makes you appear more professional and it allows them at the end of their day when they come back home, open that folder, they've got your business card and they have an information sheet. That is a separator. I don't know how many people are doing that, but I can tell you we have one work just because we had that that folder. As you go revamp it, buy the folders that come pre-made with logos and all that on them. But at first, go go to Walmart, go to Dollar General, go to Dollar Tree, get the folder and get the decals made and put it together, put a business card in the folder, put an information card in the folder, separate yourself from the competition. Fill out as much information about yourself as you can on the information card. More specifically about your company, what you've done, wins wins that you've had in the past, different things like that. If you can if you don't have a, a ton of information to put because you're just beginning out, well, maybe do a couple pictures on the card and, and put it on there. Um, again, we take that on any home build or any estimate that we that we do for remodeling. Uh, just helps to again let the clients know who we are. All right, the next separator that I'm gonna talk about is actually having a license. I've talked about licensing before in another episode um, and on other videos, and again, I'm not, yes, having the business license from the municipality is important. Have that, you have to have it to operate in that town, in that city, in that county. Get the business license. I'm talking about for us in the state of Alabama, we have to have a home builder's license. As a remodeler, you have to have that home builder slash remodeler's uh, license. And that means you've taken a business test and a skills test, and then they've screened your background for credit and all the you know financial information. You're getting audited. You have to take continuing education. So that for like your HVAC techs, your electricians, your plumbers, and here in the state of Alabama for a licensed home builder slash remodeler, they need that for anything involving multiple trades or over $10,000. That matters to people. Accreditations, licenses, professional development, it all goes hand in hand and it, and it shows that you are passionate about what you do and that you really um, have separated yourself by going the extra mile to get the license. I'm not saying that if you don't have that state license that you're better or worse because not everybody who's in contracting has to have a license. If you're painting, if you're doing smaller than small work, if you're a handyman, if you are doing stuff in the state that's less than $10,000, if you're installing flooring, 
there are so many different things that you can do as a contractor without a license. So that's not what I'm saying. And there are people who are very, very good at what they do that don't have that license. That doesn't make them any less of a tradesman or craftsman. However, it is a separator to some people. I see it all the time on our local Facebook pages and social media pages. I'm looking for a licensed and insured contractor. Got it. So that is a huge separator and, and it can win you the job alone if you are bidding or estimating against people who do not carry a license but do the same work. It is a separator. And then insurance, obviously, that goes without saying why that would be a separator if a client is looking at a home builder or looking at a contractor or model for their project. People are hip to this, especially where we're at on the Gulf Coast because when Sally came through, we had an influx of contractors, more than I've ever seen in my life, move here and just go to work because there were 20, 30, 50,000 roofs, whatever it was that needed to be replaced and flood damage and just an astronomical amount of insurance work and damage. A lot of people are still dealing with the shoddy work and shoddy practices and unlicensed contractors that came from all over to do that type of work. And unfortunately, there's almost no recourse for somebody who comes here, does bad work and goes back home. If you don't have a license, then there's an insurance, then you kind of have to try to go after them personally. And I mean, it's just a pain. So having that insurance and protecting yourself and your company, you do not want to be uninsured or have yourself and an employee or worker working on a project uninsured and then something happens to them or something happens to the client home. That is a huge liability and it can make or break your company if you do not carry insurance and the proper type of insurance. So it's a big separator in the contracting world. Another separator I want to talk about is joining the local chamber of commerce. And I point this out specifically just because it has been so rewarding for our company to be a part of our local chamber of commerce where, yes, you're going to pay to join, but also don't just join and be on a list. You need to be an active member. And I think that's where you're going to get multiple varying opinions, just as any other group or any other thing that you join to be a part of, where, you know, the people who join to be on the list or say they're a member of the chamber, but uh, they're not getting what they feel they should out of that membership is because they're not putting in the effort. Some may, some may put in the effort and feel like they still aren't getting what, what, what it is they need to get out of the chamber. But for the most part, joining the chamber is very positive. It shows the community interaction. It shows the involvement. And to some clients, it is definitely a separator for you to be out there involved, a member of the chamber. And some people will actually only hire if um, they are members of the chamber. It can be a big separator when done right. Join the local chamber, get involved, and also 
the chamber provides some structure. It provides events, our hours provides different like business after hours. So you're in there mixing and mingling with other small business owners. So there's opportunities to form bonds and relationships with other members of the chamber who can help you, or it may be somebody that you can use in your business. So it's a great way to meet other small business owners and collaborate and help each other out and build a small business community that you always have somebody who can help somebody else. Oh, I know a business. I know, I know a guy, girl, whatever it is. If you join the chamber, you will get that. You'll get access to tons of other businesses. Um, So it's very beneficial and a huge separator to join your local chamber of commerce. Another separator I wanted to talk about is community service. I can't tell you enough why doing community service and being involved in the community is a separator. To me, it's it's a no-brainer. I truly believe that what you put into the community will pay dividends. However, the biggest reward is not the fact that you're involved in the community to get referrals. The biggest reward is when you complete an event for somebody that is local in your community in need, you feel it. And so th- there's a lot that you can do in your local community, especially in construction, where it's not maybe the big event. Uh, marathons and you know stuff like that but it may be building a wheelchair ramp collecting money to help build a wheelchair ramp for somebody that currently doesn't have one it may be that somebody needs a repair on their home and you know just being out there in the community you're going to be around people who know people that are in need. It's a separator because it shows that you care about the local community and the people in it. And the client will see that their dollars go directly towards contributing back to the community. And so you've got to look at it like that. It's like when you spend local, the money is directly put back into your local community. Whereas you go outside and to a big chain, it's a little bit different. So it's the same concept when a client looks and and you list community service on that information card and being involved in the community is a factor to some of the clients. And it, it, it can be a separator when picking a contractor. So I recommend being involved in your local community. And now we move into shop talk. It's the portion of the show where I bring in a co-host and we cover trending topics in home building and remodeling. Hope you enjoy. Let's go. Welcome everybody today to the show. I have again with us Christy, our lead interior designer, and we are going to talk about the top five tips for bathroom design. That's right. Okay. And this is all her. And so I'm going to let her, we're going to kick it off with tip number one. Okay, well, there, no order. Okay. Just to let no, you know. <laughs> okay, good. No order. <laughs> no particular order. Okay. Okay, so um, consider your lighting. A lot of people now are doing the sconces. They anchor the mirror, um, but that doesn't necessarily cancel out any overhead lighting. I'm working on a home right now where their daughter is real big into TikTok videos and sure. things like that. So. They wanted like an LED vanity lighting. So uh, lighting's playing a big part 
in bathroom remodels right now or new builds yeah. any kind of bathroom design right now and um, i think we've actually been um i know our last couple of customs we have been doing the now the led lighting is where you have the mirror in the light right. is around okay mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. we've done those a couple yeah couple times recently. but the sconces looks more modern updated yeah um so another uh, suggestion is consider your ventilation. Okay. Um, sometimes when those the bathroom vents are put in, they're put over the toilet. Well, the shower may be on the other side of the bathroom. Yeah. And so where's your steam going? I've done two bathroom, I mean, two ventilation systems in one bathroom. I don't know if y'all sure. recommend that as a... Well, I'll say it like for me personally at my, my current home... We actually have a water closet, right? So the toilet is is oh, in the yeah. bathroom, mm-hmm. but it's its own space. The vent is in there, mm-hmm. and that is the, That's only, the only one. Now we have an air conditioning vent. However, there's no vent fan over the shower, hmm. and we have both of our closets are also in in the bathroom. So yes, I completely get what you're saying. the The one vent fan where the toilet is doesn't help when the showers. In a in another right. room of the right. bathroom, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that is something to consider as well. Um, another thing, your tile surfaces, and when you're picking those out, um, and this can be uh, for your shower floor, your shower wall. This can be your countertop. Even that surface needs to be considered uh, for what you're actually using it for. And what do you mean by that? Well, you can have. Okay, so I I wouldn't necessarily put a marble. Sure. On a shower floor, right. it gets really slippery. Yeah, a lot of your polished tiles are going to be um, obviously more slippery. Yeah, just like the marble I'm talking about. But um, you just need to be careful about. You just need to consider what it's actually being used for. Yeah. Um, and there are certain so th- and there are certain purposes with certain tile. You you can so if you actually look at our tile displays out in in our showroom, they actually will tell you what they right. are supposed to be used right. for. Wall, right. floor, shower floor, stuff right. like that. Um, and it's nice to have that guide available, but sometimes if you're just going into a local home store, they yeah. may they may not have that Right. And available. you're just like, oh, just that would like look it. good on the floor. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the maintenance of it, too. There was a black uh, granite. It was honed that I had done in a kitchen. And I had actually asked that client afterwards. I said, would you recommend this for a bathroom counter? She's sure. like, I, I wouldn't. It really? would show all the water spots. It would show the soap. It would show just the mess. So yeah. that is something that means something to you about wanting to keep it clean looking. It, you just have to consider, and that's the tricky thing: is that a lot of these stones look beautiful wherever sure, they are. Sure, yeah, but yeah. you have to put a practical the function, mindset right? on it, right? And, and that's kind of the part where an interior designer doesn't just look for the aesthetic value, but you look at form and function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and that was also with that. I'll just go ahead and add that can be a porous um, surface as well. And a lot of people want to try to avoid those when they are dealing with um, a bathroom counter. Absolutely. Another benefit to a lot of the uh, custom cabinetry is that you have the availability to pick um, all these organizational additions. So you have linen towers now. Oh, those are popular. Um, those are very Especially popular. Especially the, like, the, the one in between. Yep. We, we're getting a lot of requests for those. Right. So. Okay. And then um, the ones that have the, they, you also have, like, pull-out hampers now that are option. Um, so utilize those 
those custom pieces to your front uh, to your advantage because it also it saves you floor space nobody wants to take up floor space in a bathroom Mm. anyway yeah so and those are things that without the interior designer i wouldn't even think of to be honest like you know because you're like from the builder's perspective you're like okay i'll do whatever you tell me Mm -hmm. to install but i'm not sitting here thinking oh yeah if you've got the pull out um uh basket It'll save floor space. You Absolutely. see what I'm saying? Right, okay. Right. And if you're dealing with a small bathroom, that all is that a matters. great way yeah. to uh, consolidate all those extra things off the floor. And okay. another suggestion I had was that if you just, um, if you're dealing, especially with a remodel and you just wanted to change up what you, uh, well, maybe you can afford a new vanity, but you can't afford a mirror or something like yeah. that. Consider just changing some of the hardware out or you can paint your mirror, you know, little things like that, that you can change along. Well, it allows you the, first of all, it's a pretty inexpensive change to make. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Um, And so if you wanted to just upgrade a vanity, uh, just changing out the hardware, uh, painting the mirror, getting a new mirror things, just working off of those surfaces. Cause chances are, you're probably not going to replace your sink faucet. Sure. If you go with a black mat now, you might be really tired of that in even a couple of years. So um, your hardware and your mirror are definitely good areas to kind of test those finishing limit or options, I guess. Okay. Got it. So was that your five? five. All right. So just a quick, quick recap. Give us just the, the five tips. Consider your lighting, consider your ventilation, um, your tile surfaces, Utilize your organization um, options with your cabinets and uh, switch out your hardware or mirror as a, a quick budget uh, saving tip. And budget saving tip. Awesome. Okay. I appreciate it. See, quick yep. and simple yep. this time, and it's actually recording. Okay. So um, I appreciate it as always. Uh, Christy with her uh, interior design tips and without that interior design knowledge and background um, these it's harder to make some of these decisions and so uh, I recommend bringing in an interior designer whenever feasible uh, to help with your remodel project or your new home construction project thanks bye thanks for joining us today as always we are grateful for our listeners and your continued support Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media via Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Get more info at our website, www.thehomebuildingshow.com. And as always, remember who we are, the Home Building and Remodeling Show.